Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Chatting Cinema. I'm Flynn. I'm Gianni. I'm Luke. I'm Chase. Yes, we're joined by Chase. This is his first time on the pod. We got a rookie. Long time listener, first time caller. And uh, today we're going to be talking about (laughs) Spider-Man. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah, we kind of like Spider-Man here. Yeah. Like a lot. We adore. So what we wanted to do for this episode was we were going to each offer our rankings of the Spider-Man films, um, all live action plus Spider-Verse. And uh, so we're going to do the rankings first, and then we're going to have a bit of discussion on what we think is the best, what we think is the worst, what we think is the middle. Let me whip out my phone to go on my letterbox account. Yeah, I can uh, I can get started. So I'll go uh, top to bottom. So my number one is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And then we'll get into the hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> my number two is Spider-Man Far From Home. Hot take alert. Hot take number one. Oops. <laughs> Three is Homecoming. Then Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3. Hmm. That is that is my list. Maybe something else. I will go next, I suppose. My number one is also Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. My number two is also Spider-Man 2. No, your number two is Far From Home. It was. All right, so my number two is Spider-Man 2, <laughs> Sam Raimi. Um, three is Spider-Man Homecoming. Then I have The Amazing Spider-Man, Far From Home. Ooh. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Alrighty, I will go next. Uh, I am totally a trendsetter, just kidding. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is one. Then number two is Homecoming. Nice. Number three is Spider-Man. Number four is The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. Number five is Spider-Man 2. Oh. Number six is Far From Home. (laughs) Number seven is Amazing Spider-Man 2. And number eight is Spider-Man 3. All right, what you got, rookie? Okay, uh, take your drinks at home. Get ready for a hot take, spit take. Uh, Spider-Verse is my number one. Yes. Um, then a clean sweep. <laughs> then uh, uh, Raimi Spider-Man 2 is my second. Then Far From Home. Then Raimi Spider-Man 1. Then Homecoming. And a pretty big gap. Then Raimi yeah. 3. And then Amazing Spider-Man 2. Then Amazing Spider-Man 1. Before mm-hmm. we get into what we hate, can we just gush about Into the Spider-Verse uh, real quick? Yeah. yeah so t- good. Uh, to... To start, I don't hate any of these movies. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I'd watch any of them, but I, I think that I think that we have pretty similar thoughts with your your big gap there. Mm. Um, Into the Spider Verse. Uh, what a movie! Yeah, so good. I was excited for it, but not incredibly so. Mm. I was like, yeah, it'll probably be good. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so I didn't I didn't actually rush out to see it, despite how much I love Spider Man, and. Uh, all I heard again and again and again was, oh, uh, this is a masterpiece. You have to see it. And I'm like, all right, one masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> but then, keep seeing people call it a masterpiece. I was like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and then I watched it, and the first thing I said after I saw it was, do you guys want to see the 1030 showing? Yeah. <laughs> and go right back, because I could have watched it again right there, because it's fantastic. So when that movie was announced, I was like, okay, I mean, Sony, you trying. We see you. Yeah. I wasn't particularly thrilled about it, though, because, like, I wanted to see Spider-Man live action, and I was like, I mean, I'm going to watch it. So I ended up missing it in theaters, even though you told me to see it a million times. Then when I finally saw it at home for the first time, I was so shooketh. I was like, this breaks the best superhero movies list of all time for me. I'm like, I am so mad at myself for not seeing it in theaters. Yeah. I think it was, I was probably in Flynn's boat where I wasn't super pumped for it, and, like, the hype wasn't there. And then after I saw it, I was like, 
that was amazing. Yeah. That was the best Spider-Man movie that I've ever seen. I was actually really hyped for this movie before it came out. I'm a big fan like Thor and Chris Miller. Mm-hmm. Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs is great. If you guys have ever Fantastic. seen that, it's a really great movie. Um, and so I had faith that this movie would be good. And it w- I saw the first trailer and I was like blown away Yeah. by the animation alone. Because it's, I think it's a perfect film. Like, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's not my favorite. I agree with that. I think so this is where the perfect. agreeing ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that Far From Home at Two for me is a, a, a scorcher of a take. Because uh, I, I feel like there are a lot of people that really hate that movie. Um, I don't hate it at all. I, I, I know. But there's like a <laughs> certain... Film Twitter. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say film Twitter as far as Spider-Man Twitter. And uh, there, slash Randy Mears. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a, a very dedicated fan base of the Sam Raimi films um, that I think grew up with them. I did too, but uh, have a real connection to them and, and see that as their definitive Spider-Man, aside from comics. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel that way about Tom Holland. And, you know, comic changes, complain about Iron Man, yeah. all you want. But to me, Tom Holland really gets the essence of what I love about Spider-Man. And putting him in a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio, which I thought was so phenomenal and so well done, and again, gets dinged. Oh, he's he's an Iron Man villain. He's mad at Tony Stark. And it's like, yeah, but I, I really liked the update to his origin. Not The the Iron Man I can take or leave. I, I like the connection to the, the larger cinematic universe, but if you're not thrilled about it, I understand that. But the, the utilization of like a CG suit as it, as the way to create the illusions um, was so cool to me. Working in the Edith technology, so awesome. Drones creating the illusions. I thought that made a lot of sense and made Mysterio a really realistic villain. Um, and I liked him a lot. I think yeah. that a lot of people complained about the he's an Iron Man villain thing. And I was like, but listen, like Spider-Man, like Tom Holland Spider-Man's whole story arc has been taking on that mantle while also still remaining himself. And Far From Home literally did that, like, mm. in such a great way. So people complaining about that, read into the story more. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely, I can see criticism for the Iron Man connection. Yeah, I, for that, sure. I don't, I don't personally mind it. Yeah. I do mind how, like, he doesn't necessarily have money issues in these new ones. And yeah. I, not every version have to, yeah. to be the same, but that's part of the character I really like. It doesn't take away from the film at all, yeah. though it's maybe a problem down the line for those movies mm-hmm. that I think they'll have to address, but... Far From Home is fantastic. I love the vacation film yeah, feel. Yeah. Um, it's a romantic comedy for like the yeah. first hour, which is I think is really great. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think they nailed the Spider-Man romance, which is more important than you'd think it is. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think so many points in Far From Home feel like an indie movie to me, like an indie romance movie, and I love seeing the group kind of on their trip and on vacation. Um, and I think we had like a perfect amount of moments with that too. Like I wasn't really left desiring more. Um, and those are my favorite moments in that film. Um, and I love Mysterio too. I think he's a great villain. But for me, the reason it falls so far down on that list is because it's like I look at movies like The Amazing Spider-Man, which is above it, and I feel like those are m- more mature and more grounded for Peter. And I just feel like, I don't know, at least in Far From Home, his problems are pretty easily solved, I would say. That's just me. And I know that's kind of the mentality on, on film Twitter, too, especially with this, this Spider-Man crowd. They think, like, that this Peter has everything kind of handed to him and everything's too easy. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but I do think in Far From Home, 
you know, there are a lot of big consequences that he doesn't necessarily suffer for. <laughs> like, I think about the, the drone shot on, on the bus when he, like, orders a drone strike <laughs> on Brad. Yeah, that's happened. You know, and it's like, ah, that's my least favorite scene in the movie. I wish it was cut. I, I don't know. You've never ordered a drone strike before? No. Oh, can't relate. <laughs> I do, I will say, I, I think that something that MCU Spider-Man especially the solo films, not so much uh, when we see him in the Avengers movies, but I think Far From Home handles really well the um, struggle to balance his life as Peter and his life as Spider-Man, and that's something that I really like about Spider-Man. And for the, as far as, like, scenes like the drone strike go, uh, yeah, it's, like, slapsticky and, like, kind of over the top, but to me that, that sort of feels like a, like a comparison to how you would feel in high school, like everything is end of the world like oh, i wish i could just blow this guy's phone out of his <laughs> hand so that that to me is why that sort of like works um just like the sort of comparison to how it feels versus how it actually is and how insignificant it is in the long run i think it nails high school more. yeah uh i think Spider-Verse also nails high school. Yes. Yeah. But um, I think it nails high school better than any of the live-action movies does. Mm -hmm. um, Homecoming and Far From Home. Yeah. So this is kind of for both of them. Yeah. Like, it's not Amazing Spider-Man and Raimi where they're all, like, 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very <all> uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's, you don't that, that Flash was not in high school. I'm sorry. I think he was 27. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the teacher looks younger than the students. Yeah. Um, but I think it, not only the ages, just the feeling of being in high school. Yeah. I think, really I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, Homecoming, I, I feel like, really drives that home, too, with, like, the house party scene, like, the dance, like, all those scenes, like, mm -hmm. you were talking about, like, the Peter's life, like, not just being Spider-Man, like, I think that's where Tom Holland's strength is, is that his character as Peter is the strongest. Yeah, I agree with that. I just, and the thing I love most about Homecoming and Far From Home is that I really think, like, John Watts and yeah. company really take into account those first Sam Raimi movies and the Amazing Spider-Man films too. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, Homecoming and Far From Home feel like a mix of those mm -hmm. movies that came before it. So I like that we're not totally writing off things that happened in the Raimi films and, and in the Amazing Spider-Man films too. Like it, it all kind of comes through in this younger Peter, different Peter, you know. That's how I feel. But, uh, do you want to get into our worst on our list? Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Flynn and I agree. Yeah. So we both had Spider-Man 3 as our worst. So I think our reasons are kind of similar. Okay. Um, because I think we talked about this. Yeah. Where it's like a personal gripe mm -hmm. of like when we were kids, we were so excited to see this movie. Yeah. And it was like yeah. a letdown, you know. Yeah, for sure. The, I think that this is the, the first movie I can point to to having like specific problems as a kid. Um, and cause I'm, and this is like, like weirdly nitpicky, but I'm such a big fan of the, the symbiote storyline. So when I saw what the symbiote suit looked like in the rain movies, I was like, man, that ain't it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was, I was genuinely upset by it. And, uh, it's such a little thing, but it, it just feels off to me. And, you know, this is, this happens in movies when you have Sam Raimi, who's trying to do the best he can, who just cranked out two superhero movies that are phenomenal. At the time where they were not cool and not respected. Yeah, just like blowing up the box office, making crazy good films that still stand the test of time, that still, when you ask filmmakers that are like delving into this comic book world, like what's your biggest inspiration from these, they still hold up. 
Raimi's Spider-Man 2 especially um, as sort of like the peak of what superhero cinema can be. I think a lot of people think that way. Um, so it's just frustrating because I don't think it's Sam Raimi's fault. Uh, I don't think it's Tobey Maguire's fault. I, it's it's pretty much all on Sony because they they were like, oh, well, we're going to do Venom and we're going to have this and that. It's, it, it doesn't work for me. Venom doesn't work in that movie for me. Um, New Goblin <laughs> does not work in that movie for me. As funny as he is, as, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the camera over the top, uh, doesn't work for me. And um, I'm a I'm a Gwen Stacy guy. I, I prefer Gwen Stacy, even though I agree with you that I think the, the MCU, MJ romance is my favorite in the movies. Um, I love Gwen Stacy. So to see Gwen Stacy relegated to, like, it's not Gwen Stacy. Like again, it's not Bryce Dallas Howard's fault. It's the way the the character was presented to her. But I that's not Gwen Stacy, at all. Yeah, and uh, going off of what you said, like how they were forcing so many villains into that movie, the best one was given the least screen time. Yeah, yeah. Sandman yeah. was so well done. Yeah, great casting. He his scenes were great, mm -hmm. and I was enjoying that character so much. And then it was like Topher Grace's Venom. <laughs> like I'm sorry, what? Like that, like out of the entire that seventies show cast, like every other main character would have been better as Venom. Fez Venom, like all you of cowards. them. Cowards. Donna Venom, all of them. Bob Venom. Oh man! Like literally every single one. There's nothing. Kitty Venom. Kitty Venom, just like hysterically laughing as she kills Spider-Man. But but no, like for real, like the the villains were so mismanaged in that movie, and you can have more than one villain in a movie and be fine. But that that ain't it. The way they did it, that ain't it. Well, my thing in defense of Topher Grace, and I've said this off camera, is that I think he is the perfect foil to Tobey Maguire's yes. yeah. Peter yeah. Parker. That's fair. Gonna get in but there. as Venom, that's yeah. what I meant. Well, I mean, I, I think it gets back to uh, what you said about Bryce Dallas Howard and being Gwen Stacy. That's just how the character is presented. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was yeah, Topher Grace's so. fault. Well, it's, like, like, it's like Tom Hardy as Bane in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Like, I don't blame Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. To play Devil's Advocate, to Spider-Man 3, I think there's a lot in that movie that does work. Mm -hmm. And I can see where, even with the Venom, I think the worst part is the Venom storyline. But mm -hmm. I can see what they're trying to do. Topher Grace is supposed to be a nerdy, foiled Peter. Right. And he is a foil. Yeah. And, um, like, the Black Suit storyline, I guess it's dancing stupid. Yeah. But if you are a goofy nerd and you're trying to be cool, yes, maybe that's, yeah. I think that's what he's going for. And I don't think the movie's great. I think yeah. it, I think the good does shine through, especially mm -hmm. now that some time has passed. Like, yeah. Flynn Marco's great. Um, a lot of the stuff with Peter, kind of pre-black suit, kind of like when it's not that yeah. storyline, is great. And um, the action's great, I think. Like um, the the crane scene where he's mm -hmm. getting Gwen Stacy is yeah. a really cool scene. Um, I think it carries over the action from Spider-Man 2 a lot. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And again, it's, sometimes it's, it's hard to, like, separate that, like, when you were dealing with, like, engaging with art in formative years – like if you had something against that, then that sort of carries on and it becomes harder to look at it objectively. So I, I say that as, as people that like really enjoy that movie, like know that I am carrying that baggage into my commentary of that movie. Yeah. So true. Yeah. <laughs> I still hate Ice Age to this day. <laughs> I could do a Don't. whole pod on it. Don't we all? <laughs> Facts. Um, for me, Spider-Man 3, the reason that it doesn't fall last on my list is because I think of the trilogies that we have, and I know we only have two of uh, MCU's Spidey films, mm -hmm. but I think it's the most consistent 
in the context of its trilogy. Like, I think sure. Spider-Man 3 follows through on what's set up in 1 and 2 really well. And yes, there are your Venoms, and there are your poorly represented characters. Like, I agree with you about Gwen Stacy, um, which I'll get into in my least favorite movie, uh, Spider-Man movie, is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I also really love Gwen Stacy, and I love what's set up in The Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's characters. Um, and to me, that was my favorite romance uh, before um, Peter and MJ in the MCU came about. Um, I just, I liked those characters, and I think that was a, a good representation of Gwen Stacy. Um, yeah. Same thing with Spider-Verse, too. Really shows oh. her character super well. Gwen Stacy and Spider-Verse is so good. Yeah, that's cool. probably the best Gwen Stacy we've gotten. Yeah. But my thing with The Amazing Spider-Man 2, in contrast to Spider-Man 3, is that like it ends on Gwen Stacy's death. And I felt Spoiler that, alert. oh yeah, in case you haven't seen <laughs> you better put that on the, screen. the cinematic <laughs> masterpiece, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Solid the question of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I think that so many uh, dramatic and heavy moments in that film aren't earned, whereas in Spider-Man 3, I think they totally are. Like, I, I really felt the death of... of Spoiler alert. Yeah, Harry Osborn. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just heard you say death. I was like, oh, another one. Yeah. What's the matter, little goblin gonna cry? <laughs> <laughs> so that's for me, though. And I just think The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is just a mess. Um, but I think you could say the same thing about Raimi's Spider-Man 3. And the thing they have in common is that it's all Sony. Like, Sony played such a role in crafting those movies and yeah. mixing things around, taking away from directors' visions and, like, I think both films have really great ideas um, on paper, and they were just kind of interfered with, you know. I think for me, Amazing Spider-Man 2, interestingly enough, like what you were touching on about Spider-Man 3 parts working, I think that hurts the film for me because some of it works, some of it doesn't, whereas Amazing Spider-Man 2, I just laugh the whole time. <laughs> like, it's not like... And and now it's easier to because we have Tom Holland and Spidey's in the MCU and but like back then when that was the Spider-Man that we were getting like oh man that movie is just it is funny. <laughs> That's why it's not my worst. Yeah, I think it, there's. I think it's consistently it's, entertaining yeah, throughout agree, the whole. I have to agree. And I love Jamie Foxx. It wasn't good, <laughs> but I love him so much. It, lighting the birthday candles. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is. Jim Carrey's Edward Nigma in Amazing <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man 2. I like when the gap, gap in his teeth get fixed by <laughs> Paul Giamatti's <laughs> Rhino. <laughs> I am the Rhino. Yeah, Paul Giamatti's running. Uh, yeah, the, you know that it, it, it almost feels like a like a kamikaze. Like somebody at Sony was like, "I'm gonna get Spider-Man to the MCU. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do." It almost happened. Yeah, they were gonna put Avengers Tower in. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ended up not crazy. Bad. And uh, I think Andrew Garfield is a really good Spider-Man. I don't think we've gotten a bad live-action Spider-Man. I think that that's why, and you know, when the debates about best live-action Spider-Man happens, Andrew Garfield kind of gets left on the back burner. It's it's Toby or Tom getting argued. But I I think the reason those arguments have been able to be, like, so robust and continue to have that debate is they're all good, and there's not a wrong answer. Like, it just depends on what you prefer in your Spider-Man and what you like to see shine through. Yeah, I mean, I remember when the Amazing Spider-Man movies were coming out. Like, I didn't like the movies, per se, as much as I did Toby's movies, but I really liked Andrew Garfield as yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. And I really liked Emma Stone yeah. as Gwen Stacy. Their like, chemistry the through the roof. <laughs> yeah, but it's just... And, and that debate is so true, because I always go, Tom, 
but then I'm like, oh, like I want to pick Toby, and I'm like, yeah. but don't forget Andrew. Like they yeah. were all good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that and that was such Amazing Spider-Man Two came out at such an interesting time in like superhero cinema because like that was the year Days of Future Past came yeah, out. Yeah, fourteen, right? Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy. So 2014 for me was when the MCU was like really hitting its stride, um, and other superhero movies were like, I don't know, like. Uh, Man of Steel came out 2013, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a really interesting era in in superhero films Fun there, fact. and different from what we have now. All the movies you just listed, I saw at midnight showings. <laughs> <laughs> like those, Good. the 2013 and 2014 ones, I was there like every mm-hmm. single one. Let's talk about the the. I don't think we touched enough on the the good of the Raimi trilogy. Wait, because what, what about his least favorite? Oh, well, my least favorite is Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, one. let's talk about that. Uh, yeah. I wanted to hear that. I yeah. think. <laughs> So I think objectively, two is worse. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. But I get a lot of enjoyment from Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah. Whereas I think one is just so boring. <laughs> the beginning is just a worse version of regular Spider-Man one. Like mm-hmm. you kind of have Uncle Ben. You're like you gotta have responsibility. <laughs> like he doesn't, it is, it he is, doesn't say it. It is so fun. It's such a like <laughs> copying the homework, yeah. but like trying to make it your own. <laughs> yeah. And then. Like, the lizard's the villain. I love the lizard yeah. in the comics, but you cut, like, usually as a family, they mm-hmm. try not, and you cut that, and he's just worse Green Goblin. He's yeah. like, the good guy, but he goes to the bad, and his plan is a big thing in the sky. Which yeah. Is a big thing from that era, like, early 2000s. Right. Yeah. Yes. Love yeah, yeah, yeah. big lasers <laughs> in the sky. Um, it's just... They're very effective. One of these times, <laughs> it's going to work. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's boring because everything it does is a worse version of something else, mm-hmm. and, like... I don't think Andrew Garfield comes into his stride until Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And, like, the suit looks weird, and he's hunting down... He becomes Spider-Man out of revenge, yeah. not out of justice, which I think is, like, a very intricate flaw of that yeah. movie because you don't feel like he's as heroic. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's boring, and I would rather watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 because I get enjoyment from yeah. the movie, but I just feel nothing to Amazing Spider-Man. I definitely feel that. I think, too, uh, I really just like the, the lizard visually. Ugh, yeah. yeah, I think he's like. Ugh. So <laughs> he needs a fi- he needs like a, a like a like a maw like a giant jaw. Yeah, he's got like a weird flat. But face. favorite scene from that movie is probably the Stan Lee cameo. Mm, the the that. the fight in throughout the school and like Stan Lee has the headphones on yeah. and it's all yeah. silent. I think that I think that's fun. Yeah, I'll say in defense of the Amazing Spider-Man because it is a lot higher on my list. Um, I think it was perfect. Like and what we needed at the time is that and that might be a hot take. <laughs> that might be a hot take. I shouldn't say perfect because I just tweeted about this and I said it's not a perfect movie. Yeah. But I. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So here's my thing. We all know it's no secret. Sony made that movie so they could keep Spider-Man for a couple more years. Yeah. But I think that was a really good story and they made it feel so different and distinct from the Raimi trilogy, in my opinion. I think Andrew Garfield. Chase's blood boiling. Right now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's boiling. It's just I don't. What story were they telling? So I think it was interesting to see Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker's like backstory about his parents. I like seeing mm. kind of how that all factored in. And you said I agree with you. I think it's bad that Spider-Man was kind of born out of revenge in that movie. But I think about the bridge scene. That's my favorite scene in the movie where he saves the little boy in the in the car Good that's about scene. to fall. Great scene. Good scene. Good scenes in the movie. Like yeah. none of these yeah. movies have all bad in them. There's good in all of them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just think the unique stuff that Amazing Spider-Man One does, like his parents, mm-hmm. I think it comes from the wrong 
place, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, okay. Spider-Man's parents don't matter. Yeah. Like, it does, that shouldn't... Backstories don't matter, and I think that's what Amazing Spider-Man... Both of them get stuck on is backstory. They have to yeah. explain everything. So that's... I don't... I just don't like the core conceit of that movie. Yeah. And I think it starts with Amazing Spider-Man 1, which is why I put it worse. I yeah. don't know. I just... I like Peter Parker's feeling of abandonment and just mm-hmm. wanting to know what happened yeah. to his parents, and... That's why I really like his relationship with Dr. Connors in that movie, too. Um, and also, I will say that I don't think he learns his lesson of responsibility from Uncle Ben in that movie. I think he learns it from Captain Spacey. Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey? Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah, well, no. I'm going to piggyback with Gianni here defending it. While Spider-Man traditionally isn't, that's not his backstory... I think that even though Sony made it for the wrong reasons of we want to keep Spider-Man, at least they tried something different. Yeah. And I, I appreciated that because also growing up, I was like, I mean, cool, like Aunt May and Uncle Ben, but like what happened to his parents? Yeah. And while it wasn't the best story, wasn't the best option, at least when I watch it, I'm getting a different experience and different backstory than just completely cloning the brain. Yeah. 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 Um, I can appreciate the good things that movie does do. I just... I just think as a movie, I just it's just personally my least favorite. It definitely comes from like yeah. like what you're saying, Amazing uh, Spider-Man Three. It's yeah. Just personally, it's my least favorite. Right. Like, I think there's definitely like, the bridge scene. I really like, and I like um, Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Yeah. yeah, she's, she's great. Delightful. Yeah. She's delightful in everything. Yeah, she <laughs> she's great. Um, I just think at the core of that movie, because it's so like studio made, I just don't like it. Yeah, and I th- I think that's the the thing that, and maybe this is like looking at it with more knowledge than you had going in. So again, it's less objective. But like knowing how Sony was operating at that time and working within the framework of this was a movie made inherently like not out of artistic desire but to to keep Spider-Man. The thing about the the parent storyline to me is it feels so inorganic because it feels like it was just there for more spinoffs because that's how Sony was operating at that time. And I, how much has changed? <laughs> yeah, none, but none has changed. I, I mean, they wanted to do like an Aunt May spy movie at one yeah. point from those those leaked emails. So to me, like having Peter's parents have this like crazy backstory where that it just felt like, oh, maybe we can make another movie out of this. And mm-hmm. so that's why. And again, that's like you know going in knowing about the emails and the how they were operating and not judging the film on its own merits, which isn't very fair. I'm just saying for me that that kind of hurts it. You know, thinking about it, when Sony interferes too much, the movies suffer, and they had little to no involvement in Spider-Verse, and it was our first pick on yeah, all of our Yeah, that, that's the thing. They just didn't care. They were like, ah, it's an animated movie. Nobody's going to care. And then they accidentally let people make a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Accidentally let Phil Lord and Chris Miller do what they do. You should have let them yeah. direct Solo Peter Ramsey and... Yeah. <laughs> Great team behind that hmm. Spider-Verse. Yeah. Let's talk about the good of the, the Raimi trilogy, because we, t- we talked about Spider-Man 3, but Spider-Man 1 and 2, well, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 are phenomenal, I think. Yeah. One of my favorite yeah. parts is um, the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. I think everybody around Peter is really strong, because it's not that Toby isn't great, yeah. but like until Amazing, or until I saw other versions, like in my head, I didn't think of comic MJ or comic Aunt May or comic Harry, like all of them, like I pictured James Franco, Kirsten mm-hmm. Dunst, like mm-hmm. all those people, like they left really lasting performances in my head, even though they weren't amazing because three, there were some yeah. weak points in them. But like, I, re- I just appreciate that you just did the Spider-Man <laughs> thing, like so nonchalantly. <laughs> but, but like, I really loved the, the whole story of one and two. Like you, 
like I was just very like I loved watching them perform as those characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll jump off of that with Spider Man Two. I feel like that film is like an epic. You know, mm-hmm. I really do. And I think it stands alone. I think you don't even need Spider-Man 1 and 3. If you just had Spider-Man 2, I'm happy that we had Spider-Man 1 and 3, by the way. But, man, just to have Spider-Man 2 on, as its own thing, I think it's a perfect film. Yeah. Um, the Dr. Octavius yeah, is uh, such, He's so good, yeah. The, the train the, scene so still good. holds up yeah. as, like, the best Spider-Man fight sequence. I was going to say the bank scene, too. Yeah. The yeah. I love that. That is such classic Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. And just that I think we really feel for Peter the most in that film more than any of the other ones. Um, and I think that, like you were saying earlier, Flynn, like I think that so many film- filmmakers in the superhero universe have, have taken such inspiration from Spider-Man yeah. 2. Um, and I think that's why, for me at least, it's always neck and neck with Spider-Verse when I say, like, what's my favorite Spider-Man movie? Um, but yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I also forgot to say J.K. Simmons. He is a beautiful, beautiful yes. man. Oh, yes. Of course. Ah, yeah, I am yeah, mad yeah. at myself for not saying it because he is the best character in the mm. Spider Universe. All of them. Yeah. He better be in Spider Verse too. Uh, I oh. think the the whole reason why we don't get a, a physical Jameson in the Amazing Spider Man movies, why he only exists as an email, is because they're like, oh my god, where are we, yeah. we going to cast? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. J.K. Simmons is so good. I mean, the, just bring him back. The MCU is like. JK Simmons. <laughs> We're not gonna fix somebody just, else. Just bring him back. Yeah. He would do it. Yeah. yeah. He's doing it. Um, I think the Raimi trilogy in general, not even just the first two, like get Peter Parker the most. Mm. They they love that to beat him up in the movie. Yeah. 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 Everyone hates him for no reason. Getting smacked face with lunch trays. Yeah, all yeah. the time. But I think it's great and I don't think all the actors that those movies are great. I think yeah. Kirsten Dunst and James Franco definitely drag it down a little bit not so much but a little bit but like if like you look at um aunt may yeah there's this scene where in two where he tells her that he he's the reason uncle ben is dead and she like just quietly goes to him and i think that scene yeah is so that's powerful. fantastic yeah it's so great and there's so many little moments in yeah the Raimi, in the Raimi movies that i love like when peter and doc Ock are talking about poetry mm-hmm. right the mm-hmm. thanksgiving scene in one is yes phenomenal. Yeah. i think the tension <laughs> yeah i think little movement <laughs> moments in those movies as well as the big really hold up yeah yeah toby mcguire i mean to what a perfect casting at the time too because mm-hmm. it was such a gamble and a bet to even make a spider-man movie and then for spider-man one to come out and do as well as it did and be as good as it is i mean that's just a feat in itself mm-hmm. willem dafoe one of the greatest actors ever yeah. i mean when uh, you could go off yeah <laughs> so good it's great love him and I love that he comes back throughout that trilogy too, and he doesn't feel like he's just there for no reason. Like he does offer a lot to to Harry Osborn's character, and uh, I think that the Raimi trilogy is just really great. It is really yeah. great. Yeah. That's wh- that's why it still has that that cult like super passionate fan base yeah. of like nothing, nothing the MCU does, nothing that, like can ever touch the Raimi trilogy for them because they. Yeah. They're fantastic movies. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it makes sense to have that that sort of dedicated like love and passion yeah. for them. It speaks a lot to them too because Marvel fans now will literally pay money to get like Fantastic Four erased from their brain, the original Hulk movie erased from their brain, <laughs> all the X Men movies yeah. erased from their brain. Just be like, please get them out. But no, these people will fight to the death for Sam Raimi's movies. Yeah. 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 Sam Raimi's a good filmmaker. That's, yeah. That is what it is. And and he he was such he's such an inspired choice. 
for mm-hmm. for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, before that, like the Evil Dead was his claim to fame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like he had done anything like with kids in mind. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. The, the, just the knowledge of like like what works and the the sensibilities that he brings to like mm-hmm. Evil Dead and stuff like that would work for a comic book movie. Well, is, I think Army is of Darkness is like secretly a comic book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that probably was what gave them, like, the yeah. confidence in him to do it. Because Army, like, literally just put a Spider-Man mask over Ash and less cursing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he'd certainly be, like, a much more brash Peter Parker, but I'm an audience. <laughs> and, and also, uh, he appears in, um, which one was it again? Yeah. All, of all of them. Yeah, yeah. all of them. He, he, he was going to be Mysterio, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. There's an interesting bit of history where Steve Ditko, who designed Spider-Man, was originally a horror comic artist mm-hmm. and then you have Sam Raimi who's originally a horror director I think there's an interesting connection between I, I don't think it's intentional yeah but I think there's yeah. interesting roots that maybe like an experience with horror was able to get because horror is all about emotions right like you have to relate to the characters to be scared and so right. I think that's what allowed them to know Spider-Man because they knew you had to empathize with this character yeah. yeah I think before we wrap up something that I really wanted to touch on is that you know you look at movies like Spider-Verse and then you look at movies like The Amazing Spider-Man 2 um, and I would say that for these eight films that we have, none of them are objectively terrible, terrible movies. None of them are like the worst movie ever made. And I think the reason for that is that the DNA and the, the character of Spider-Man, you know, written by Stan Lee and designed by Steve Ditko, is just, you know, perfect. <laughs> like, yeah. And you can make kind of any story you want. And yeah. as long as you have the, the basis of your Peter Parker or your Miles Morales or whoever it might be in the suit, um, you know, anyone can be Spider-Man. Yeah. And I really think that's something that rings true through all of these movies, you know, in the MCU, in the Amazing Movies, and in the Raimi trilogy. Like, anyone could put on the mask and, yeah. Yeah. and Spider-Verse. Uh, yeah, so. that's that's the understanding in Spider-Verse to me that, like, yeah. just puts it so up there is, is the fact mm-hmm. that it just means so much to everyone. Yeah. Um, and just that, that understanding of Spider-Man conceptually instead of just like about specific characters. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so crazy good in Spider-Verse. I honestly think it's impossible to make a legitimately bad Spider-Man movie, as long as like you said, they keep Peter Parker or the spirit of the character. Oh, let's Sony keep trying. <laughs> they are. Uh, they are. Oh, no. Morbius coming out. Well, okay. I said Spider-Man. Not, <laughs> his, not his villain spinoff that nobody asked for. Spider-Man adjacent. Yes. No, nobody asked for that movie. Uh, not e- I don't even think Jared Leto wanted to do it. It's just yeah. a paycheck. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, but, he'll just uh, find himself. But that wraps up <laughs> our discussion and our rating and ranking of the Spider-Man movies that we have. And we're looking forward to many, many more. Yeah, what's yeah. your favorite? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. I'm Gianni. I'm Flynn. I'm Luke. I'm Chase. And I'm sitting next to Spider-Man. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting to say that the whole entire episode. <laughs> <laughs>